detective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us again. First full episode for the year. We're going with Stephen King again, Jared. We seem to have been mired in the King King universe just recently. Mm. Um, Not the upper echelon either. (laughs) No, no, the lower echelon. But we also continue to talk about his cocaine habits in the 1980s, which (laughs) seems to be be a fair, uh, take up a fair amount of our time. But today is no exception to the rule of, you know, the lower echelon. We're in Mm. maximum overdrive and trucks. So, so we're doing we'll a double be talking bill. about his cocaine <laughs> habit for an hour or so. Yeah, well, anytime you mention maximum overdrive, cocaine is usually followed soon after. So we are not going to bother with what we've seen. We're just going to get straight into it because it's a double bill. Here's the trailer for 1986's Maximum Overdrive. Hi. My name is Stephen King. I've written several motion pictures, but I want to tell you about a movie called Maximum Overdrive, which is the first one I've directed. Wow. What in the dickens is going on around here? A lot of people have directed Stephen King novels and stories, and I finally decided if you want something done right, you ought to do it yourself. Who was driving it? I don't know. Curtis! It's coming after us! It was my first picture as a director. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. What is going on? I don't know! I just wanted someone to do Stephen King right. You want a war? You got one. I just want to get the hell out of here. So come and spend some time with me and my friends at the Dixie Boy. Spend some time in the dark. Please don't let okay. me in the dark. Help me. I'm going to scare the hell out of you. And that's a promise. You're going to get us in an awful lot of trouble, man. We already in trouble. Maximum terror. Jesus coming and he is Maximum King Maybe tomorrow will be our world again Dino De Laurentiis presents Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive Maximum Overdrive from 1986 Written and directed by Stephen King He has no other directing credits it's produced by Martha De Laurentiis, who produced Hannibal. It stars Emilio Estevez as Bill Robinson, Pat Hingle as Hendershot, Laura Harrington as Brett, and Yearly Smith as Connie. The budget was $10 million. The box office was $7 million worldwide. <laughs> when asked why he hasn't directed an, uh, uh, another movie, King responded, just watch Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, fair impression that King is not a fan of his own work. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair, Stephen. All right. I'm going to dive straight into this one. Look, it has a couple of, like, fun sort of crazy moments in it, but overall it's just kind of forgettable and 
poorly directed and written. So it kind of suffers from being kind of boring as well about halfway through. Everything just kind of stops happening. <laughs> Nothing happens for about 30 minutes. And it just never really recovers from any of that. It has, as I said, a couple of striking images and a couple of amusing moments. But it's just overall, it's it's just kind of a bit of a dud. I mean, I, I even forgot some of the scenes in it because, you know, it had been so long, but also I was just kind of like, there were points there where I was just kind of glazed over and then I suddenly went, <laughs> oh, shit, what's happening? <laughs> so I gave it two. Hmm. Some would say I'm probably being a smidgen generous. Yeah. I would probably go one and a half, I think. It's funny. You say it's forgettable. I mean, there's a handful of scenes that you'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, then you get into the bloody truck stop and there's there's points there where you're just like, it is boring and there isn't much going on. It's fucking bonkers in, in particular areas, which is what you'll remember. But yeah, it's not it's not entertaining other than those small small moments. I'll give Steven some credit. I think there was a couple of bits in there that were supposed to be a little bit funny. There's others that I'm sure weren't, but they do come across as funny. So you you can get an entertainment value out of it a little bit. But yeah, for the for the majority of the time it's just like Characters aren't developing. There's not much actually happening. There's, it's pretty low key in that regard. So, yeah, one, one and a half. Yeah. All right, the likes. ACDC. I mean yeah. that that is that was almost like the perfect choice. I know that that album, Who Made Who, is really just a bit of a greatest hits with a little bit of guitar work and stuff that they put in. But Who Made Who is a really good song. They have a couple of those moments where it's just Angus and and co playing, mm-hmm. um, and that they they sort of chuck in when there's some action happening. Yeah, and it, that stuff's great. That works. The, yeah, and their songs just seem to work for this kind of you know that kind of industrial metal sort of stuff that they do works in this context. Yeah, so, good move, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, Stephen, one for one. That's where the cocaine worked in his favour. Do you think he was split a line? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, boys right. said, yeah, okay. <laughs> look, we can't pay you in cash, but yeah, <laughs> look, I can I pay think, you in other things. I think that worked out. Yeah. I, I like that uh, it takes no time at all until we've got a bank sign flashing fuck you and an ATM <laughs> calling people assholes. <laughs> we talk about escalating quickly. <laughs> That's the first thing that happens. <laughs> oh, I love the fact that it's calling Stephen King an asshole, <laughs> which, which I'm sure a few people were... <laughs> Including producers and other people were calling him up. Yeah, I think when Delorentis watched it, he might have said, Arthur. But as you mentioned, Stephen seems to be um, in character as Geordie Verrill doing that fucking <laughs> sequence. Yeah, well, like, hey, honey, all, come over here. <laughs> all that was missing was meteor shit. <laughs> if there had been a meteor shit in there as a throwback, I'd have been pretty happy. Yeah. I like the idea. Do you? I do. I think the idea of the machine's coming to life and, you know, yeah, we need scope the... of what machines come to life. <laughs> we'll I need the definition we'll get, of... We'll get to that. But the idea of them coming to life and then people being trapped in a small place like Assault on Precinct 13 type of style. Yeah, but, I mean, that's... this, we've got this, we've got the mangler, we've got... <laughs> What's your evidence? I need a source here. I know, I've got no evidence. I'm saying I like the idea in theory. 
If you put that down on a napkin in front of me like he did with Dino Dino De Laurentiis, I'm sure I would have jumped. Yeah, not to the tune of ten million dollars. I'd have said look two million. You get two million to make David. You'd have said twenty. You get two million, mate, that's it. You're on a fucking budget, brother. You'd have said twenty. Guaranteed. But I like that premise, that idea of being trapped and, and, and by these trucks. <laughs> Allegedly just trucks. So I like the, the thinking behind it. Yeah. The coked out <laughs> the coked out thinking behind it. Yep. I do like it though. The truck the br- opening bridge scene, there's a shot of a, a car sort of sliding backwards and hits another car. <laughs> And I'm not joking. A woman catapults through the front windscreen <laughs> like she's been fired from a cannon. <laughs> like, it's like, wouldn't you have had your seatbelt on <laughs> at the very least? That scene in general is, is very solid in terms of entertainment. Like, it's it's crazy. But there's multiple people going through windscreens, not all of them shot out of a cannon, but um, there's also a hail of watermelons, and I just thought that was Stephen requested. Yeah. Stephen requested yeah. a, a truck full of watermelons. Yeah. In a haze. Watermelons are crashing through windscreens. In a haze of coke, he was like, get me watermelons. I also like the bloke that climbs out and then kind of feebly slips on a watermelon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> going on here but I was laughing the entire time <laughs> oh yeah look look that sequence is actually okay yeah because it kind of sets the scene we're only a couple of minutes into the film it sets the scene that the thing is moving of its own accord mm. none, none of the trucks are moving on their own on that bridge though no look don't ask too many questions I know. It's just the napkin that you. you <laughs> we haven't thought too deep into what what does and what doesn't. So. Yeah, I think the, the the goblin face truck is a really cool image. Yeah, I mean it's a little off in terms of like I know you like it's sort of making the truck seem alive, and it's a little off sometimes when they try to do that. But it looks really cool and quite menacing in particular circumstances. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Um, and it's the one thing, that's the one takeaway yeah, that's from right. the film that yep. everyone remembers. And it this. sort of did the job of like, this sounds so fucking stupid, but it's, it did the job of showing that that was like the lead truck that all the other trucks <laughs> were following. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the boss truck right there. Let's leave it there, <laughs> shall we? Um, the baseball coach getting in the cons, yeah. not once but yeah. twice. A couple of soft drink cans <laughs> in the plums. I mean, that would... The way that he cops it, it was steer, and his reaction was appropriate. He just kind of goes, oh, and can't move yeah, until the other one hits him. <laughs> he copped one on each, I think. This is the question I've got. If I'm copying a, a Coke can to the... Crackers at going at warp speed when it looks like it's fucking fired out of there. I'm going straight to ground. He he kind of just stands there. He kind of positions himself directly in front of it. Yeah, I I wouldn't have even helping the way that he copped the first one. I wouldn't have even stayed on the knees like he did. I would have just crumpled. But yeah, it's quite amusing. I mean, for the for the. The second time in as many weeks we're talking about someone who's copped it, you know, 
Testicle trauma. <laughs> oh, That's beyond sack trauma. That's the fucking whole, whole box and dice. I mean, yeah. his, scr- his scrotum is just destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it probably looked like his face did after yeah. that. After he cops one of the cops top of the But I also, you didn't, um, you didn't like this as much, but I did. Again, I laughed when there's a kid who stacks his bike on nothing <laughs> and then a steamroller comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Literally steamrolls the fucking scoreboard to get, up to, the, to get to the kid and then it just rolls over him. Oh, look, I could have done without that. <laughs> Poor bastard was, gets I did up. laugh. I did laugh. Uh, like, if only you'd stayed on your bike. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It just check for sticks, dickhead. <laughs> Look down. <laughs> and then at least roll. Once you go to ground, roll and get back to your feet. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. For some reason, I, I enjoyed seeing uh, Gus Fring getting I fried in the arcade. <laughs> Gus Fring? Slash Moff wow. Gideon. He's oh, having, man. having credits as we go. Yeah. But it was also pointed out, I didn't actually realise, but it was also pointed out that that thing that's stuffed under his hat is a Twinkie. Is it? <laughs> yeah. He's carrying a Twinkie oh, under his hat. I think he, Stephen wasn't the only one. <laughs> <laughs> On the nose care, dear. <laughs> I would suggest. Uh, that's, a, that's where I suggest a lot of the actors would be paid in. Mm. There's only one good line in the film, and that is, if you don't take your hand off my leg, you'll be wiping your ass with a hook next time you take a dump. <laughs> Yeah. Rock solid. Yep. I think I may have another line somewhere down the Oh, really? Track, You've uh, got another one? Yeah. It, that guy also, um, I like that King put his thoughts on uh, on religion front and centre with that character. He's selling <laughs> fucking Bibles. Selling Bibles, feeling people up. I love that he also is trying to sell the Bible in the in the truck stop, and then when he sees his car, he's like, get out of the way, bitch! And we then also have the... Stephen places it very carefully. His uh, his suitcase it says the Holy Bible, and then the truck just goes. Yeah, runs, runs over. over it. Oh, so thank you for your, thank you for your metaphors, subtle commentary there, mate. Stephen. Metal metaphors. Very subtle digs. Yes. <laughs> uh, a couple of fart jokes. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Bill's talking to that guy on the toilet. <laughs> I mean, surely you can wait till he gets out. Yeah. When someone talks to you on the toilet. You're, you're clenching it. You're pinching it off. Look, you're getting this kind of response. <laughs> you're not getting a clean response in my yeah, book. that's right. Yeah, I appreciated that Stephen decided that this to- this was the type of bloke that would just continue on whilst he was com- conversing. Yeah. So and he we keeps would- going... <laughs> <laughs> we'd get a couple of words. What? <laughs> little- you'd get a little... And then I mean, uh, yeah. me, I'm going, look, I'll talk to you when you get out. Yeah, yeah. Let's just resume in, in a couple yeah, of minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's not, Actually, look, it's not fucking urgent. <laughs> <laughs> this discussion is not urgent for me to have to have it with you on the toilet. Yes. I felt that you you actually, well, a, a, a truck getting blown up and then um, hundreds of bog rolls flying out the top. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at that, but I did. Uh, in the current parent pandemic era. Yes, that's right. It's a waste of good bog rolls. Yeah, you can't do that. You just can't do that. I also think there was two lines that had me laughing very heavily. One, because I thought it was a good line, and the other one, just because of the delivery of the line. And I know we're going to get to Pat Hingle a little bit more, oh. but I don't know why I broke out in laughs when he's <laughs> he's just finished giving 
Emilio a serve and, you know, trying to threaten him. And then he starts rolling upstairs and he's going, God damn you, Joey! I told you to keep an eye on them keys! <laughs> I just cracked up. <laughs> but it was more of his kind of, you know, he's just sort of uh, low-key delivery throughout the film of his lines. But I also thoroughly enjoyed when they're talking to talking to Emilio before he walks out the door and he turns around to Pat Hingle and goes, you, sir, are without doubt one of the biggest fuckheads I've ever met in my life. And then he continues to walk off. Yeah, well, like that, was, that was good, Stephen. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Dig it, Stephen. Yeah. Um, I actually did like the idea of Morse code to communicate mm-hmm. and to tell them that if they didn't fill them up, they'd die. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. I, I guarantee also, if like, they did that now, they'd be sitting there going, it's... All, all the people inside of me go, what? What's that noise? What is it? <laughs> um, I also really like that shot of the all the trucks just lined up down the road. Yeah, that was actually pretty up. good. That yeah. was one of the few moments where it was like the trucks actually looked kind of menacing because it was the scale of it. Mm. And getting that shot, as you said, <clears> down the highway and you, as far as the eye can see. Like, Yeah, I like that. Yeah, cool. Stephen, flexing his directorial muscles mm. there. Mm. And the end, the last like I had was the finale, at least it, we finally get to a little bit of, you know, the trucks actually attack, the place blows up, they start shooting everything in sight. You know, it's entertaining at the very least because when I get into my dislikes, there's a period before that that is just so fucking boring. Yeah. That... I was I was sh- I was sh- sh- shook awake by some action, and I found the finale to be at least what I was hoping for, kind of. Yeah, that the actual film would be more of that mm. carnage and action and a big shootout and all that sort of stuff. So it at least delivers somewhat. What are the likes do you have? Pat Hingle being moaned moaned down was merciful at the time. <laughs> Was he shot? He was shot. Yeah, by that, that yeah, gun that turns up. Little... Yep. Again, stupid ones, but the guys that are hanging around getting drunk, one of them just keeps... I mean, first he's making kind of leering lines and things like that, but there's one point where... I can't remember exactly where it is, but his two mates are laying down there in one at like, like the kind of dining room and they kind of jump up at the sound. I think it might be when that gun first turns up, but I can't really recall. But then he fucking steams in through the two saloon-style doors and goes, <laughs> smashes the two windows and then goes, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> okay, that wasn't really necessary, but <laughs> all right, I'll go along with you, Stephen. I'll have a laugh at that. I didn't actually know why it was there, but I did laugh at it. That was pretty much it for me when it yeah. comes to the likes. Yeah, look, there's a few, there's a couple of little likes in there. And as I said, some of those things I laughed at, I think, were intentional. Things like the guy getting mowed down by the fucking co- the Coke machine. Yeah. I, don't I think, think Stephen knew that was going to be a little bit funny when you saw it. <laughs> Similar to the small boy being run over by a steamroller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was that also thing? Champagne comedy. I thought, I know Stephen knew that that was, that was going to be the case. Yeah. Look, dislikes. <laughs> Yeah, unless Coke to the Eyeballs is a visual style, Stephen Stephen does not direct with any style. Like, it... It's very it's, inconsistent. It, yeah, it's really inconsistent. There's not really um, a lot of interesting angles or, you know... Th- like, 
it doesn't have a signature to it. It's mm. just a collection of shots. Yeah. So, I mean, it was his first time directing. He was in the middle of a serious drug problem. You know, you can see why it's not much to it, really. No. So, I'm not going to kick the man greatly, but it's a dislike mm. for his performance there. Yeah. I think he's probably getting a dislike for his writing, too, <laughs> on this one. Because it lacks character. Like, well, this yeah. is something he's known for. Well, we know nothing about Emilio. The story other than the fact off, that he was in prison. That, yeah, we learned that he's an ex-con, and we know nothing about him. He, he's barely spoken. All you really know is, I mean, if, if you see a male on screen, they're probably going to spout a, ble- a sleazy line at the waitress or feel up the leg of <laughs> the hitchhiker or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But when Emilio but doesn't that, do that, he's a not shoddy Yeah, guy. but all we all we know about those two is she's a hitchhiker who's told a bloke to fuck off, you know, don't touch my leg again and you'll be wiping your ass with a hook or whatever, <laughs> and that Emilio's an ex-con. Honestly, I would like to see that. <laughs> um, but <laughs> How they do start you do that if you're they, an old friend? Well, they immediately start developing a romance. Yeah, I know, like, I know. They don't know what's it, going it, on with it, these it two. We don't like, know what they're doing It yet. feels like there's something missing. But there's something missing. Yeah, it wasn't missing. there. So, <laughs> Plenty of scenes missing. Look, and the worst part about it, that is, is those two at least are competent actors. Yeah. And they actually have a bit of chemistry. You could have minded them, but Stephen wasn't interested in minding anything. No. Well, I think Pat Hingle's a decent actor too, but I'm not he sure is, what not he was doing. Right. The, no. I'm not sure the choice. He was going with the fucking maniac rantings <laughs> of the director, I think. <laughs> Because I suggest take two wasn't uttered in the entire shooting schedule. Yeah. The other thing I want to know is what's the plan? There seems to be a couple of little plans come together and, and then the the most feasible plan is wait it out because they're going to run out of petrol. But then um, that doesn't work for a movie. No. We can't have them say, let's wait it out for seven days. Because strangely <laughs> enough, it's boring. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it kind of seemed like, it kind of seemed like whatever was being written was someone would turn up to set and say, I've got an idea, here's their plan. And then we'd shoot a little bit of that and then that plan would be fucked off and then the next day, what about this plan? What about if they start talking about this plan? And then they'd shoot that. Like, just, that is all over the place. Jared, that is my understanding of someone on cocaine, an inability to focus. <laughs> I, thought was, I, I thought it was laser focus. <laughs> oh, for some. <laughs> for some of them, yes. But in this case, yeah, it feels like a really unfocused storyline because nothing really happens and you're right that they continue to talk about plans and when you're making a movie like this which is strictly a let's be honest it's a b movie it's the kind of thing that you're supposed to have classic archetypes and the hero and all that and estevez is your guy but he doesn't do anything like he doesn't come up with anything he doesn't kind of put himself in harm's way yeah you know like he does nothing to he just sort of races out and grabs someone a couple of times. and Pat Hinkle blows more shit up. Yeah, with invisible fucking missiles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a couple of gum dabs. There's <laughs> <laughs> a couple of those in fucking Hinkle. Oh. Jesus Christ. He's I told you my favourite moment is when he's like, you see what that star means? That means either I own you or the state of, state of uh, South Carolina does or whatever he's talking about. And then... 
for no reason, he just kind of Emilio starts walking out of the office and he starts going. <laughs> starts like cackling like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> you get far too much joy out of exploiting workers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I thought generally you did that just to make a bit of cash. It wasn't that the, uh, the, you enjoyed human suffering as much as you <laughs> And then he just, he wanders around the whole movie going, God damn, <laughs> talking about all sorts of stupid Lots shit. Lots of bubbers. There's a lot of bubbers. Yeah, and it's just like, what is this character? Like, what is it? Yeah. Um, and it's sad because Hingle is a good actor. Yeah. But this is just shit. I mean, it's just shit material. Well, it seemed like he was going to be the classic kind of monster in, yeah, in the, the ranks, you know. Yeah. But he was just such a fucking comical, moustache-twirling bloody villain that it was... And then he just got mowed down before anything went down anyway. Did you notice that we're provided with a bit of a scroll or sort of like a, an explanation at the start? Yeah. I think it says it's 1987. <laughs> <laughs> Well. <laughs> now, please correct me if I'm wrong, people out there, but I'm positive it says 1987. So, this movie's in the future. <laughs> like, this shit's in the future. Mm-hmm. And it does nothing. It does fucking nothing. Well, maybe Stephen. To explain anything. Maybe Stephen thought that with his wandering focus that they wouldn't <laughs> get it finished and released until 87. <laughs> he wasn't far off. Do you think? Do you think he was pre-planning? <laughs> I think he was pre-planning because <laughs> he he, he realised that, that the first day he got the first day's footage in, and it was basically just a lot of fucking him roaming, running around like an asshole, yeah. <laughs> setting up cameras in weird spots and then moving yeah, yeah. and shit like that. But yeah, Stephen, we're shooting outside. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> are we? Who are the actors? <laughs> oh, look, they went. They went home. Uh, let's get it out of the way too. Like, sometimes a lack of explanation is okay, but explaining it all the way with comets came past and... Oh, you know, that, those um, shocking special effects when it shows yeah. the, the tail in the air. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Um, and everything comes alive. I mean, that doesn't cut it for me. I still need <laughs> some kind of scope of what comes alive and what doesn't. Because, I mean, we have things that are plugged into electricals. We have things that aren't plugged in. We have the trucks, but the cars seem to be okay. Like the, the the married couple's driving a car that seems to be okay. Sprinklers turn on. Surely they're not all on tap timers. Surely some of that's not electrical. It's turning them on and off at the at the tap. We end up seeing a Walkman that appears to have fucking zapped somebody's brains. <laughs> a woman who's strangled by the cord of her fucking hairdryer. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, my favourite is the bloke right at the end when they turn up to the pier. That woman's been caught in her bloody... In the car window. car window. <laughs> yeah, but we thought cars were immune somehow. Well, I did. I don't know. I just needed something to tell me. Stephen, uh, I needed some rules. Yeah, I, I needed something to say we're okay here or we're not okay here. I mean, this is where you see Cocaine King. Talk about a lack of focus. <laughs> I, I couldn't get a handle on what was okay and what wasn't. Yeah. Not that I wanted it in full, but I, I wanted something. I needed something. And there's about, I mean, it's 10 minutes from the end when Emilio attributes, attributes it to aliens cleaning house before they take over the planet. But at that point, I was just like, oh, who cares? Like, the last <laughs> fucking, the preceding 80 minutes that you put, put me through, I couldn't give a fuck at this point. Like, take it. <laughs> I mean, the aliens wouldn't have the place. After <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'd cleaned house. No, I don't think so. I mean, they'd just grab a couple of people, probe their bubs, and then back. <laughs> Yeah, grab Pat Hingle and probably spark. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> yeah. 
Side note, I still don't understand why an expansive race of beings that are more powerful and smarter than we are, they just want to take us up to their ship, probe our bombs. <laughs> like, is there supposed to be something in our assholes? Oh, I don't know. That's how you learn everything about <laughs> about a species. You just jam something up its clacker. That's what Steve Irwin used to do. He learned to do that. <laughs> All you learn is that the bloke will go, ooh, yes. <laughs> that's not meant to be in there. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, yeah, shit. Okay, so so they they roll out aliens, they roll out electrical shit, they roll out the comet, they 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 ask all sorts of dumb questions or give all sorts of dumb answers mm. as to why this is happening. But I don't care why it's happening. Just give me some ground rules. E.g., if the trucks are moving mm. by themselves, then all cars are stopped. Or something, you know. That's an why- easy way to show that the cars yeah. aren't. And involved. why the fuck, you know, if if cars and if cars and trucks are affected, why aren't boats? I mean, he did mention some bullshit about how they were fucking running. He said a sailboat, didn't he? He said yeah. they're not running on motors, and I'm yeah. like, okay, but then they seem to be jumping on a boat that wasn't a sailboat at the end. I don't know. I might have missed something there, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I just the logic was mixed up there. You're, you're asking. Um, I'm asking too much. No, you're asking proper legitimate question. Oh, fuck yeah, I would like a little bit of an answer. Look, even in a 10-second cameo, King's acting is of low calibre. <laughs> is, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, but we can cop it in 10 seconds. Oh, like. I can cop it somewhat. I would have called him an arsehole too. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for his performance alone. Yeah. Well, as so, we said, that's probably what Dino was saying uh, when he watched it. So, uh, Yeah, that was that's fair. He, he seemed to be putting on an accent too. Was he? Well, he had some kind of, I think, a little bit of down-home country bullshit. No, I thought he was him. going for a Brian James Cockney or something. <laughs> like no, he wasn't going that far, <laughs> shit. He hadn't gone that method. <laughs> so you mentioned the bloke randomly, you know, attempting to feel up the hitchhiker, which, I mean, obviously they were painting him out as a scumbag and he got a bit back, but why was he fucking charging into the station and ranting and raving after she told him to get fucked? I don't know. <laughs> he he yeah. gets out and he starts telling her, you, you've got no manners or something like that, and then starts carrying on. So he didn't have to be at the station, really, but he just decided to, you know, it was a, it was a flimsy reason for him to be there. But anyway. Well, he when, wanted to have the subtext about the religion. That's right. But anyway, when he, when he ended up dying, we thought Supposedly dying. Supposedly dying. And then we hear him kind of wailing. <laughs> Why, though? I, I st- again, I started laughing, and I'm not sure that one was intentional. No. But, I'm like, when you just hear him and you you find, you kind of get a recognition of what it, is, what it is, and then you just hear this kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I, started, I started laughing, and my mind just kept wandering I've back to... i broken my leg. <laughs> my mind kept wandering back to Reggie in The, in the Nutty Professor. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie? Reggie? <laughs> That's all I could think of when he was wailing. I thought Reggie was laying out there. <laughs> the thing about that is, why was he still alive? What was the point? Because all they do is they go get him and bring him back, don't they? They go and get the kid. Because he, get, he gets a bit of a jump scare and then dies anyway. <laughs> then yeah, the fucking kid should have just come through the pipe. Yeah, but he couldn't. Cause yeah, it was but they should have just skipped over that bullshit and the kid just appears at the place. He's come through the pipe. We don't need dipshit again. Yeah, I don't know. 
It's fucking ridiculous. They kind of seem to mount this rescue operation. Yeah. Just to find the kid and bring him back. Yeah. And then also suffers kind of a similar, well, causes similar problems. The married couple, I mean, I've heard Yardley Smith is embarrassed about this film and she fucking should be because those two are just, I mean, her in particular, she's fucking unbearable. And I think this was Stephen, again, going for a bit of comedy, but it just, it wasn't yeah, what's funny. The it was fucking annoying that she was a she was a kind of whining, newlywed, you know, like, but it was just. Oh, that's right. Oh. Women, not ladies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Women who what's not ladies. What's funny? Yeah, this bloke's married. Sucked in, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this bloke's married, mate. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was married. He's funny. <laughs> I thought we started cutting away to them and we did, a, you know, we cut away a bit to the hitchhiker and when she was turning up. But again, we didn't know anything about the fucking characters that were at, tr- at the truck stop yet. So what do we... What are we going spending time with all these other ass hats for when we don't know? What's... That's what I'm talking about. I like a focus. <laughs> <laughs> We're finding anybody we can do a scene with. Yeah. I reckon that's what it was. He was giving blokes days off when he shouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they come down the set and goes, Where, Emilio? You gave him a week yeah, off. Well, Stephen was, <laughs> Stephen was turning up. Everyone else was crashing after the party. Stephen was used to it, so he turned up. <laughs> Where's Emilio? Oh, fuck, I don't know. We lost him last time. Yeah. We'll just shoot without him today. Yeah. All right, mate, grab someone over there. We'll take... <laughs> I didn't need to see a young kid run over by Steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> That's a personal thing. <laughs> I know what sort of bloke you are. Look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I laughed. I laughed heavily because of the circumstance. Like the the visual of the kid flipping the bike over nothing. Like he flips over the fucking handlebars over nothing, and then this fucking steamroller just goes crash out of nowhere. And rolls over him. I mean, it was, of course, I couldn't help but laugh. I'm not saying I, I, I am laughing at children dying on screen, but in this circumstance, I did. So, uh, yeah. Look, once the actual truck starts circling the Dixie Boy, it's, it's about the 40-minute mark, I think. Mm. Nothing happened for yeah. about half an hour. Yeah. It's- like, it's just so boring. The only thing that actually occurred... Well, Amelia gets lucky. Of course, you know, that's the circumstance that you would think, oh, well, you know, we've known each other for 10 minutes, we'll jump straight in the sack because we're getting any- women in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> no, you know, the, the other thing about that I found rather interesting, when she turns up, first turns up, she's in pants and she's very tomboyish. She's got a hat on and everything. I thought you were going to say she dropped him immediately. No, <laughs> she saw yeah, Amelia. Saw him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> saw him in a fucking dirty t-shirt, mate, <laughs> cooking up some dodgy eggs. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, why, why wouldn't you drop irresistible? <laughs> she thought he was Martin Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> but she gets out of the car. She's a, like a tomboy. Yeah, tough yeah, yeah. kind of. She's got the um, what's he in her boot? Yep. The the razor. And then within five minutes, she's changed into the fucking shorter skirt that she could find 
mm. and is romancing <laughs> romance by bloody, you know, <laughs> some sort of short order cook. <laughs> It just seems like a weird change. Like, I mean, because you know, you know what? I could have got on board, and I, I think Stephen's kind of trying to go for this mm. that she is also a tough cookie. Yeah. But then that just gets dropped. Yeah. She kind of just becomes a nothing character for about half an hour where she does yeah. nothing except pat Emilio on the shoulder. I mean, and grab what, his ass a I couple of times. Else, I don't know what else screams irresistible other than ex-con, short order cook, yeah, um, yeah. cooks a shit egg. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dribbling in the eggs and stuff on the fryer. I mean, did you see that hot plate? That oh. would not cut, cut mustard at Gordon Ramsay's place, no. mate, I can tell you. Yeah, what are you doing in the extra hour? Because you're not cleaning, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's too busy copping shit. God damn, Pat <laughs> Yeah, terrible. Yeah, he, yeah. He's too listening to Higgle in the back room, going <laughs> giggling to himself <laughs> like a bloody nutcase. <laughs> best, best moment of the film. For sure. I, I like that. Uh, well, I was looking at it when the kids on the um, when the kids on the BMX, right? The the lawnmower starts up, and I thought, oh fuck. Well, for starters, we got more lawnmower action in this than we did in the lawnmower man. But I thought, okay, he's getting chased by the lawnmower. This, you know, we might get a little bit of. We get the ACDC guitars cranking yeah, up again. Tense, we might get a little bit of cat and mouse. Yeah, we might get a little bit of bloody BMX bandit style action. He trips here. over the handlebars, gets run over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was waiting on. I was waiting for the steamroller to come back in, but. It immediately cuts back to the fucking truck stop, and we never see it again. I know. <laughs> so what? We were building up this. Was that part of the whole thing where you know things went a bit pear shaped on that particular particular yeah, special thing? I think and that the bloody may have director of photography almost it. lost an eye. He did lose an eye. I think he ended up losing the eye. No, he, he lost his sight in one eye. I don't think he lost the actual eye. Well, I, yeah. Either way, he was yeah. not, not good afterwards. It didn't go well. But um, I think. Um, yeah, it seems maybe that had had an effect because that because just, it just cuts it just totally goes. away from that. Yeah, and then it's gone. We don't see it again. <laughs> what does it chase him all the way down to the Dixie Stop? Is that it? <laughs> I know it's got a smaller tank of fuel, but <laughs> we could. It runs him to the Dixie Stop. Yeah, I, I was thinking, okay, we're going to get something like this. We're going to be looking at what is happening around that because well, we're in the suburbs. Yeah, because he's looking out and seeing that everything's stuffed. And- yeah, there's different things there. I thought we were going to get a look at, okay, he's going to start getting chased by the shit that's coming out of garages and whatnot, which I thought, okay, well, we can work with that. What I was expecting was the thing takes off after him and he tries to lose it and it fucking runs through bloody trees and things like that to get after him. Yeah, well, I was just I was thinking it could have been a, a, a little bit of fun to play with what what else is out there that's not at the Dixie, not at the Dixie boy because it's uh, it's a different setting. We weren't in the suburbs and that sort of thing. So, and I mean they were so inconsistent. It could have been fucking anything. Yeah, well, to me. <laughs> he takes and avoids the um, the menacing lawnmower. Mm. I only to see here crash bag and, and a fucking a, a giant steamroller Steam comes out. Comes after him. <laughs> I mean, maybe a combine harvester or something like that can come flying out of nowhere. That like, is what we needed. Yep, yep. We needed that. I was hoping the ice cr- ice cream truck would come back and start flinging icy poles at him. Yeah, well, <laughs> again, there was a bit of scope that they just didn't seem to. I mean, was it budgetary? Was it? Yeah, like, were they just not able to do that sort of stuff? Because that Mm. seemed like a more interesting portion. And in fact, 
You could have cut away from the Dixie boy and spent 20 minutes with that kid. Well, he might have at least had a little bit of action there, a little yeah. bit of something happening, because there wasn't much happening at the Dixie boy. God, when the waitress runs outside and starts going, we made you! We made you! That is... She does it twice. I was just like, what is happening here? Yeah, the delivery is just... <sighs> I mean, it's fucking lunacy. <laughs> I don't know who thought that was a, that was the way to go. That was the, the Stephen. <laughs> Stephen just said, Stephen just go is. with what you what you know. More, more, <laughs> yeah. more jiggling, more, <laughs> more wiggling side to side. Scream, scream, scream. I don't know, but that it was, was just horrendous. It was shocking. Yeah, shocking oh, delivery. Jesus. And no. we also, I mean, speaking of shocking, the fucking music, other than the ACDC, <laughs> that shit that kept showing up. <laughs> anytime like someone psycho. was in trouble. Yeah, anytime someone was in trouble and we got that, dun, 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 oh, it just fucking man. stepped all over any tension. There wasn't yeah. much tension anyway. No, was tension, the drama, the buzz, the atmosphere. No, there, there was, was none no of it. buzz or atmosphere, as Richie would say. But also, other than ACDC's music, the rest of it is just shocking. Like, it's shit. Mm. ACDC stuff works. And you know what? I would have just recycled that left, right, and Yeah, center. you use it a couple of times. <clears throat> I would have too. The, the film hits the absolute slog point when they fuel up the trucks. Mm. There is not a lick of carnage to be seen in that bit. No. That's where you take them on or some dickhead does a runner or something and the truck's running down. Yeah. Like, Stephen, you know how to craft a set piece. I don't yeah, know what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. And it seemed like, I don't know, it seemed like this is where Stephen was starting. He was trying to put his little... Commentary in on about you know the machines taking taking over us and whatever. In this, this seemed to be part of it. Well, I haven't read the short story, but that's what I'm getting from it anyway. But everything else about that was so fucking lost in there. There didn't seem to be any other commentary on how machines are taking over and we're relying on them too much, other than they're attacking us and read yes. into it what you fucking will. Yes. Like. Yes. So yeah, it just yeah. I I didn't know. I thought it was building up to something more. Just didn't. But really. it also ends with a real whimper. Yeah. Well, they just kind of get on a boat. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Off you go. And we have that ridiculous bit at the end that explains what happened. That the something was. That's right. The aliens. The UFO is destroyed by a Russian by weather Russian. satellite that has fucking nuclear warheads on it. <laughs> what? I didn't. I, I, I thought they might not be able to, to, to fucking package them up there because Pat Ingle had fucking stored them all in his, in his basement. <laughs> Goddamn Russians! <laughs> it was just so stupid, and then it just says everything went back to normal. Mm. What? <laughs> well, what it's 1987, but we're, we're, we're a little more accepting of things like that. Well, we just I think go back it was 87. I'm not even sure, but I'm pretty sure it's in 87. Yeah. And the last thing for me was that scene where that guy, he's, he's about to get on the boat, but he decides to go back and steal from a corpse that's caught in a fucking car. Hey, mate, she didn't need it. That's, she didn't need it? When the economy comes back online, you're going to need things like that. <laughs> Get yourself back in order. Smart move, I It was move, just I the Smart worst move. way to separate a bloke and kill him. Like, Smart move. It was a big rock. It was. I would say <laughs> that. Yeah. I didn't have anything else. No, I didn't have but anything you, else either. So you start, you're happy with one now? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Stephen's happy Are you with happy with two? Oh, fuck it. The more I think about it, no. I'm probably not. I probably should go lower, but no, I think, look, I've, I've painted myself in a I think corner. Stephen's made it clear that he's really pleased with how things turned out. 
<laughs> yeah, on several occasions, he's made it known. I didn't know what I was doing. I was coke to the eyeballs. When you're saying you're coke to the eyeballs, you're freely admitting you were using. Yeah, I don't think you're really impressed. But it could also be a cover. Stephen's directorial skills were so bad. Mm. Well, you saw his cameo. We talked about this when we talked on Creep Show. Don't take acting jobs just because you're a celebrity, <laughs> mate. Same thing applies here, Stephen. No, but you're this not was a all right. This was all right because it was just a cameo. No, but, I'm but talking the about directing directorial. side of things. Well, he's taken what's he's taken what's been offered, just given everything a crack. Which you know, you probably would do that if you were in his shoes. You'd have a go at all this sort of stuff, but. Maybe do a short film to start with, Stephen. Maybe cut your teeth a little bit. <laughs> maybe hang around with George Romero on cut set it. instead of having him hang committing around to the directing job and getting Romero to hang around and say, hey, how do I turn the camera on, George? <laughs> yeah, Stephen, that's not pointed in the right direction, mate. You need to point it over there. Uh, and I believe his director of photography didn't speak English. So, fuck, I mean, you've got real problems. Yeah, neither did Stephen. <laughs> Half the production on the sounds of things either. Yeah, he. <laughs> He, he, he spoke fucking aggressive bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, it it look it sounds like it was a bit of a perfect storm. Yeah, where a guy takes a job that he really wasn't qualified for, and you know, look, it's not easy, even if you are a professional who does it all the time. Yeah, logistically, right. these films are very, very hard to do. I mean, we're going to talk about trucks with someone who had a number of credits, and they they found it hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn right they did. <laughs> but you know, something like we, we we did Unstoppable the other day, right? The last episode was Unstoppable, right? Logistically, that movie would have been extremely difficult to make. Extremely difficult. So you need someone who knows what they're doing. Hmm. Even though this is a much smaller scale, you're talking about vehicles and shit involved. Yeah. You need... That's logistics, mate. It's... You need someone who knows how to do this. Yes. And how to shoot it. And what, that, that person's name is not Stephen King. <laughs> I can tell you now. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Maximum Overdrive. But buckle up. <laughs> We're putting it... We're putting it into another gear, so to speak. And here's yeah, the trailer. shifting down a <laughs> yeah, couple of yeah. years. We're shifting. We're idling. Here's the trailer for the 1997 TV movie Trucks. From the short story by Stephen King, Trimark Pictures invites you to buckle up. You are now entering a town called Lunar. Morning. First time in this part of the cosmos. Looking for flying saucers? Why would anyone want to live in a place like this? Dad, it's too quiet here. Where something strange is going on. Electricity is out for most areas. It'll be at least 24 hours before we can get to you. Can't get nothing on the CB. Phones are out. What's up? Trucks don't drive by themselves. A mysterious force has taken hold. These trucks appear to have an intelligence of talking to each other. They're up to something. And the traffic is way out of control. Look out! That man's boys outside. Look out! Generator. I think we've got 
A thriller without breaks. Starring Timothy Busfield. Trucks from 1997. Directed by Chris Thompson, who uh, directed four episodes of A Country Practice. Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking high quality. I believe <laughs> she, she actually had a fair resume. Yeah, there's a lot of credits. A lot of TV work, a lot of Australian stuff. Yeah. I believe born in New Zealand, but um, worked primarily in Australian television. So it's written by Brian Taggart, who wrote um, Poltergeist 3, based on the short story by Stephen King. It stars Timothy Busfield as Ray and Brenda Backey as Hope. The budget, I don't know how much it was, unfortunately. It's a TV movie, so there's no box office either. Mm. I don't know how many eyeballs were on it. <laughs> Not many, I would have thought. No. Originally, in the film, there was a subplot involving the character of Logan, who is the son of our main protagonist. He falls in love with the motorcycle after it gains sentience like the other vehicles. But this whole subplot was cut after negative feedback from that audience. <laughs> Test audiences. I don't have to have seen it to know it wasn't a good idea. No, that's right. It sounds bloody ridiculous. The kid in the movie is about 12, mind you. Well, age, you know, taken out of it is still a fucking stupid yeah, idea. Exactly. <laughs> All right, trucks. Jared? Mm. So you've, we've had Maximum Overdrive, which was also based on the short story Trucks, wasn't yep. it? Not? Yep. Now we've got Trucks 10 years later. Yep. How, how, how does it stack up? It's a half a star. A half a star. Um, <laughs> I mean, Jesus. the story, I mean, some of the beats are pretty similar. Some things they've decided to go in a different direction, but I mean, at least Maximum Overdrive was a bit of a laugher at a few points or whatever. This is just, it's a fucking chore from start to finish. And it's a hundred minutes. Yeah. And I mean, in Maximum Overdrive, I was complaining about, I need a little bit of scope, a bit of an understanding of, of what your rules are in this in this world. In this one, they fucking tried about four different explanations and fucking none of them made sense anyway. So I was sitting there going... To stop explaining it. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was points with maximum overdrive. I was like, it's everything. It should just be the trucks, if that's what the story said. Then I watched this, and it was just the trucks, and I'm saying to you, it should be fucking everything. (laughs) Nothing's happening here. Yeah, but it's the trucks, and then occasionally they'll throw something in. Yeah. Something else. It was just... It was just very boring. Brenda Backey was, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it, but she was seemed at the start like she was going to be the lead and then it quickly shifted to, to Timothy Busfield, but then she kind of just drifts in and out. Yeah. She's still deemed to be really important and in the important scenes and, and gets through to the end, of course, spoilers, but she gets through to the end. You could have fucking picked it anyway, but... No one cares. No one cares, <laughs> that's right. She, but but there's scenes where she doesn't seem to even be there. There, there, well, there seemed to be, again, too many characters, but then you didn't kill any of them other than this little fucking rush at the end. Of- I mean, fuck. How many people ran out into the into the street where yeah. the trucks are only to quickly avoid do a quick jink and a head wobble and Yeah, they get back in there or something. Yeah, it's yeah. bullshit. You really run half of these people down. Yeah, that's right. There was a few people that didn't really need to be there for that long. Oh. Um, the characters that do hang around, they've got no sort of, no crackling dialogue to be seen. Yeah, there's no crackling Absolutely dialogue. nothing. Half a star. Half a star. I gave it one star. Look, it's not the worst movie ever, but it's just extremely boring. It's There's no, no tension, no suspense, no characters. 
no dialogue. As, you know, you would expect from a TV movie, it just looks so cheap. Mm. And the acting is below par. Overall, I'd actually rather watch Maximum Overdrive. And I made yeah. a comment that Pat Hingle was a pain in the ass, but I could have done with some goddamn this thing as well. For sure. Because at least it would have livened things up. Yeah. This is just so Bruce sluggish. Yep. And as I said, you've got uh, Brenda Backey who... I mean, we 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 spoke after about fifteen minutes. Uh, no, she's not not earning roles with her expressiveness. Is she? No, her acting? no. She's just talk about when you when everything's so dull, you need a little bit of spark from someone. Chucking Pat Ingle into the into the truck stop would have been a fucking welcome oh, addition. I would rather. I would have had him as a bloody hero. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, her her problem is, and look, I'm not saying she's the greatest actress in the world because she's not, but. You needed a bubbly personality in that role. Did you not? You needed a bubbly personality, somebody who could you could get behind. You needed bubbly somewhere. Wasn't Other than that swill. fucking shit swill that the chef was cooking. <laughs> <laughs> shit, I'd rather get run over. <laughs> I don't eat that. Um, um, but uh, one out of five, I've got very few likes here. Mm. Very few. First one off the cab off the rank. It's great to see a brick mobile. <laughs> she, yeah. she goes, get on the mobile. <laughs> she pulls out this gigantic fucking thing. Yeah. And Busfield's got one as well. Ah. I mean, as I said to you, you're not getting any reception on that, but if you throw it at a truck, it's going to fucking stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it has uh, use. It just, it's great to see the, the, the film being aged yep. by such a product. Yeah, love it. I actually... um. I mean, I said to you, this shouldn't be my likes, but as soon as we started, like the second the first credit appeared, I started giggling. And I was like, it started looking like an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> but I said to you, we're under no illusions about whether this is a TV movie or not. I like, to know, I like knowing where I'm at, <laughs> what I can expect. So that was a like. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? If if Chuck Norris had a bit in it, I'd have been pretty fucking happy. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Yeah, probably. Uh, Chuck Norris versus truck, so let's make it happen. Jesus yeah. Christ. There was one genuinely clever sequence. Yep. And that involves when the kids end up in the drainage pipe. Yeah. And one truck cuts them off at one end and pours basically concrete. Yeah. Or rocks and shit. Yeah. Blocks it off. And another one pulls up at the other end and sticks its exhaust pipe in there. Yeah. So it's kind of like killing them. Well, that was the that was the one point where I'm like, okay, you actually used what you had with the trucks. Like we'd seen a number of different trucks rolling around. It's not a stretch to think, okay, one of them's hauling some, some fucking rubble and shit, some rocks. So, yeah, I was uh, the one time I was like, okay. They did something there. I was actually surprised we got something like that. And the only other thing I had is there is a wild brawl in the diner that looks like something out of the Stooges. Four blokes get knocked out. Yeah. So it's a sequence. It's like a round robin. So there was five people that get involved, four of whom get dropped after dropping someone else. And then the one bloke is left standing at the end. Like, literally, someone comes in, punches the cook. That person gets punched by the, the helicopter. The helicopter bloke gets punched by his friend, and then the other bloke comes in and smacks a bottle on his head. Oh. It was fucking laughable. <clears throat> Great stuff, though. Yeah, brilliant. Loved what, it. What else you got? You got anything else? No, nah, that was it. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> it was hard. That was hard. Hard work. We're on, uh, on, on page, on, um, on, on, on target here. Yeah. 
dislikes. The film is as cheap as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> we've said there are some cheap productions that we've seen. <laughs> this is cheap. Cheap direction, really cheap music. Everything just looks kind of... It just kind of looks all washed out. You said Busfield was working for scale, no doubt. <laughs> Busfield was working for, so what's hair, product working for? Hair, hair product and, fucking, um, <laughs> and uh, catering. Yeah, what's everyone else working for? Oh, catering, I guess you. <laughs> they all I cared about this was: is there a craft services truck on this production? Mm. Yes, there is. I'm in. I'm in. Yep. So the whole thing just looks terrible. Even down to the credits, how they have that each letter and each person's name or whatever is kind of weirdly spread like a I don't know like a. It looks like a splash of blood or something. Mm. I was just like, "What are we doing? <laughs> what yeah, is yeah. this?" Yeah. Well, there is. There was no blood until it seemed to. It all seemed to all show up in those. Place. Seemed to all show up on those sequences that seemed to be added at the end. Yeah. Added, added in after the, the the thing was done. The trucks adjusting their mirrors to see people. Mm. I mean, maximum only drive overdrive only did it once, and I had it. I mean. I didn't think too much about it, but I was just like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> but this kept on doing it. Yeah. Especially like, when she first drives past. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Well, so, up comes the bloody mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. It was like a fucking periscope in a bloody Inspector Gadget episode oh, or something like that. But man. I'm like, like, does that mean you, they can't see unless you're in the mirror? Fucking eyes! <laughs> what are they I mean. looking at? Like, how are they so looking at? So why do they need to adjust mirrors? Because if they can only see in the fucking mirror, it's a pretty small, it's a pretty small fucking field of vision. There are some blind spots, Jared. <laughs> yes. Jesus. So the, the why you would continue showing trucks adjusting their mirrors and just fucking bring that up again when uh, there's too many fucking. I mean, the logic was doing my head in to start with, but then I had to think about that. And I'm like, this is just, again, it's fucking stupid. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. The music, fuck, we desperately needed some Akadaka to fucking fire up at some point. Like, I was begging for some Who Made Who or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was a TV movie. Yeah. Their entire budget was that Akadaka was what Akadaka was asking for. <laughs> no, I reckon it was about half. Pass it over. Yeah, they were sitting there going, all right, can we get anything? Can we get something off fucking, you know? Yeah, they said, they said, listen, can we get a couple of your songs? I'll give you a number. Yeah, <laughs> they said, yeah, yeah. like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they laughed like Pat Ingle. <laughs> they got the fucking, yeah. when they got the response. Yeah, goddamn, Bubba, you didn't get anything with that. <laughs> Yeah, Tim Busfield's hair. This, <laughs> this, this, this hits close to home for me, Jared, because uh, it's kind of like a wavy mess. I had a bit of this going on in the in the eighties and late eighties, early nineties. Uh, my high school days were crippled by. <laughs> 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 I mean, what can only describe? You had a bus, uh, a bus cut. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was doing the bus field. Uh, I was constantly getting the bus field cut. So, I, <laughs> look, I mean, I think the lowest ebb for me was when someone asked me if I got went and got a perm. <laughs> I remember thinking, what? <laughs> 
So what? You were just you were rocking up to just cut saying, just give me the bus field. The, the, the no, Timothy bus field. Yeah, I think. What yeah. are you talking about? Birds of Paradise. Yeah, yeah. You ever seen it? <laughs> you give us the bus field, and they said they looked at me. <laughs> Done. <laughs> you never cut a fucking hair. Because I had that shit that used to go as it get longer. <laughs> <laughs> this is bringing back fucking memories. It's like I've been in damn. It it had it it would grow long at, at the sides, and it would kind of get all wavy over my ears and shit. <laughs> had got a perm and my mum used to get perms and fuck if I looked anything like that yeah, something look. was wrong oh, shit oh. so what you went straight back and said just fucking just you get the what? clippers out I should have started shaving my head fucking years ago like when I was a kid oh shit well I mean Busfield got work out of it obviously it's yeah. a good look Busfield is a, probably a better actor than this shit would Look, he's a good maintain. actor. Not here, but he's but a good not actor. Not here, no, not good here. He does not convince as a hero. Yeah. So why would you have him? Yeah, I don't know. See, I could have been more behind what you were saying, is that Hope is the hero. Brenda Bucky or whatever is the hero, is mm. our main protagonist. And it's her kid, not Busfield. Busfield gets cut. <laughs> I mean, he's upset. He's out of hair gel and fucking craft services, but yeah, yeah. he's out of a role because there's no need for him. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, you'd have to, you got to, because it's all about, in this story, it ends up being about what job he's doing, so. Yeah, but she could have been it. the fucking town petrol Petrol pump. <laughs> she, yeah. was a she could have owned. Sure he was the mechanic. No, he wasn't well. a mechanic's freckle. He was. <laughs> what, a... <laughs> what were they doing with those? Because he was the guy who kept. He was keeping them pumped. No, he was I'm a sure petrol was... dude. Look, weren't they fucking? I don't know, scrubbing something. Oh, maybe. Do you scrub I'm a carburetor? Is that what they were doing? Whatever it was, I missed it. Yeah, they. Uh... Man, I don't know. It was just. Busfield's not a hero. It's His not... son seemed more heroic than him. It's not the sort of work that. That he should be doing. Isn't it's not it? the sort of work that anyone should be doing, but it's not he's that as his work his best work as an actor is not in this sort of role. Well look, yeah, look, Birds of Paradise. Yeah, I that's right. Is the top of his tree. Correct. No, but he's done decent work in yeah. other things. Yeah. I don't know, I wonder if he's still got that fucking hairdo. Pretty close to it, I reckon. Busfield, I, I mean, mean you know. how did he get away with it for so long? And I, got... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I basically have hid myself in shame for fucking 20 years. <laughs> yeah, that's a good so, question, actually. Although, look, another time I fucking bleached my hair blonde, so I fucking shamed myself. That was probably worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least at that, by that point, it wasn't fucking flowing over your ears, and then, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it didn't look like a water slide coming yeah, down well, off the top it, of your head. It, it didn't, it couldn't because I. <laughs> I had it bleached so fucking, fucking hard, <laughs> it burnt my scalp. <laughs> what the fuck was I doing? Look, you were just finding yourself. <laughs> that's what that's called. <laughs> I was finding myself by bleaching my hair fucking white. Is that what you're telling me? 
Oh, yeah. man, I came across my old passport and went, <laughs> ah! <laughs> because it was, it was that, that white bleached hair, yeah, yeah. but it had grown out. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was the period we, uh, we rechristened you Chip Hazard for that period. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> what? What? Oh my god! Look, um, hair's not your thing. Right? <laughs> you know, you've accepted it. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. that's what I mean by oh, finding yourself. Lie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you yeah. went through that period. You said hair's not for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've tried for twenty five years. I've tried for twenty years to get cool in the hair department. It's not working. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's not for me. All right, okay, let's get oh, off that because uh, I've said too much. <laughs> Look, you know, like, brief... Busfield, Busfield, though, he, he, to me, feels like he should be doing my taxes. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking, or oh, teaching science at the high school. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't see him being a mechanic and or hero. Yeah. Hands aren't leathery enough. <laughs> <laughs> but but when the time when, when it's required, to develop it. He's in velvet twenty four seven. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He's got uh, velvety hands, mate. He's not a hero. Yeah. I also look. There was a moment of uh, I looked at it and I'm like, there's a moment of self awareness. But then <laughs> is it? But then when you get that little bit of moment of self awareness. So it was when Brenda Backey's kind of, she's looking at the, the, the first truck that attacks him. And she goes, was there anyone driving? And the bloke that's playing the chopper pilot was like, no, it was driving itself. And then kind of shakes his head and goes, maniac. And I'm like, okay, so you, you've had this little moment of self-awareness that this is a silly plot, but unfortunately your whole fucking movie hangs on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... There it is. Like, and this is why it didn't work because it's a fucking silly premise. When it's, it's when you go well, straight, you lo- actually you don't. You, know, you love the premise, but I, don't, I love the premise. <laughs> I love the premise. But when you play it straight, it doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, that's why Maximum Overdrive gets an extra star. Yes, that's because right. it's it's dumb, but it's kind of knows it's dumb. Whereas this seems to have the premise. And then want to play it straight, but doesn't have the tools no, to that's actually right. make it. Well, there was a few tools floating around in the back of it. <laughs> a couple of tools in there. A couple of those fucking idiots who are <laughs> running around. Yes. I mean, where do we get those sweaty idiots from? Oh, I don't know. Like, why do we need them? There's so many characters well, in there. Well, if you've got them in there, I'm looking at them going, right, they're going to die a gory death, they're going to blow up, they're going to do something. And they really didn't. Well, it took a long time for it to happen, but then... Yeah, but- you, as you're saying, you seem to think that the, 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 the sequence involving the postman, the sequence involving the um, hazmat suit, and the sequence involving the cherry picker were all added later, mm. right? And we'll get to all those because they're all in my dislike. Um, <laughs> Wise choice to add them then. Why add them when you've got a cast of characters there too big anyway? I so why know. aren't you then knocking them off? I don't know. Maybe you need to ask the writers and the... the <laughs> I don't know. There's way too many characters. It is overstuffed. Yeah, that was too much. Those two bozos, though, one of them did deliver one of the great lines in, you know, when the truck is... When they fucking seem to be aware that the truck's driving itself and he goes, I tell you what, something's going on. <laughs> okay, you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> something's yeah, going something's on. Yeah, something's going on, mate. <laughs> yeah, we got that. We got that. 
the other problem with it too is there's no rhyme nor reason as to what comes alive. So no. it only uses things when they service the plot best. Yeah, well, it started, <clears> it seemed to start with just the trucks, which was okay. But then we fucking, it's about halfway that we get the hazmat suit, isn't it? Yeah. What was that all about? I don't know. And again, what's the point of adding that? I don't it has know. no connection to the people who are in stuck at the at the truck stop. I mean, it was suitably gory. I think that's why a little bit, little bit of gore in those sequences was part of the reason that they seemed to add them. But it just, it was so fucking stupid. And those guys were aware of what the chemical was. But then was it the fucking chemical in the end that was causing them to come to life? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at me for? <laughs> Sorry, I should have known. Yeah, 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 I'm fucking too busy yeah. playing with your hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm too busy looking in the mirror. Like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know what they were doing. And I think you're right. I think they brought those sequences back in for gore because the two of them are quite bloody. Mm. So they brought them back in for gore, and they didn't want to wa- waste their time getting actors back and. Doing all that, cause that, so those things are all shot outside of where they did the last shooting. Yeah. They're just shot on their own. There's no other characters involved. Nope. It's, it's stupid. Well, one of them, I mean, obviously we get the fucking the postman from Lego City <laughs> being killed by the remote control. Oh, I could not truck. stop laughing as every time he got hit there, a, a geyser of blood flies <laughs> out. I mean, that was piss funny because it was so stupid. But if you're doing a movie with a tone of like something like Piranha 3D, that get away would, with that. That shit would play beautifully. But here, it looks just fucking stupid again. And we were laughing because it was so out of touch with everything else that was going on, and so fucking ridiculously over the top. When in the the, the main section, they wouldn't fucking kill anybody. Yeah. So, I wouldn't be surprised if the main section. Was all shot and done and it was in the can. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then they've just, just given it to someone else to go out and shoot. Yeah, just go and, and get a bloke with the worst haircut you can find and run him over. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Busfield's booked. But again, get someone else. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of those sequences in particular were where the biggest fucking issues with what comes alive and what doesn't were such a problem. Mm. Because that's a remote controlled truck that's coming alive and doing that. Then the other one is the fucking hazmat suit that comes alive. Yeah. And so everything else did seem to be the trucks. And they even said that the cars weren't affected. All right, going into spoilers, they fucked that up at the end. Yeah. Because then a helicopter fucking comes to life. So, but you seem to think that was the government. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it was the government. <laughs> was it the government that caused the fucking the, the girl in the tr- in the helicopter to be unresponsive and not talk when yeah what was that all about I, was a, um, I think that, that was maybe the gas had, had, had something to do oh, with that part what, and so why introduce BS 156 or whatever it was I think that, that we seem to be getting the sense that well I don't know I'm, I think I could be wrong but that that was what was bringing the fucking trucks to life the gas cloud had fucking affected the trucks but then I'm like but why just the trucks again? Yeah, but... And then they'd mentioned fucking aliens in Area 51 as well. So was it the aliens that were fucking letting off the gas cloud or what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, but the, the, the problem that I had is don't explain any of it and finish with a bit of a down downer ending that they're basically walking out there 
with no idea what's going on. Well, I thought their land. play. I thought their play was going to be. I mean, the whole setup was that these people were coming out here to see UFOs and shit. I thought their play was they were going to leave it at that. Yeah. And as a bit of a nod to the old movie, and then it just be, yep, the trucks come alive, and fucking fill in the blanks yourself. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, that 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 hurt. Well, that hurt my brain just then. <laughs> that, that was. There was it was way too overcomplicated. Yeah. And you're making there was a number of scenes where they just took what what was it already a dumb idea and just overcomplicate. They talk about Project Phoenix. Remember he starts talking about Project Phoenix. It's Phoenix. And I'm like, Christ. what is Project Phoenix got to do with anything? Uh, I don't. It's, yeah, I don't know. Ridiculous. And I mean, that scene with the two blokes in the truck that seemed to have more knowledge than we were able to gain from the fucking explanations in the movie about what was going on, I mean, that was fucking hilarious. Oh. When that suit came alive oh. and started cut, cutting down those two blokes, I, love it. I was fucking laughing my head off. Same with the... It was the added sequences where I was laughing up a storm. Yeah, yeah. So they should never have had them. Mm. The guy who loved the alien-loving tourist. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Where'd they get him from? He He's is supposed to be terrible. like a quirky dude yeah, and everything. But he came is... across as kind of creepy. Yeah, stop talking. Every time he spoke to that younger girl, I got this sense that he was going to say something inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was meant to be like that, but it's just the way the actor played it. Uh, and he took so long to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. He finally gets run over in a telephone box. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was quite amusing. It was. But way too late. Yeah. He's been hanging around spouting crap about aliens and stuff. It's just, yeah. Oh. And that was not long. I think that was not long after the two bozos. The one that goes out and tries to fucking save his truck because bozo number one's fucking pelting it with Molotov cocktails. As we said, he emptied those bottles himself yeah, in yeah. quick succession. He stumbles he out. He actually does out. stumble out <laughs> of the doorway. But then he Molotovs it. As you said, he's like... I mean, he runs into the truck, and it's like he's he's sitting on a bunker of fucking dynamite or something. Because the, <laughs> the truck drives in there and goes boom. The whole cabin just goes up. And I'm thinking you've been you're putting together Molotov cocktails, yet you've been sitting on a fuel dump the whole time. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Jesus. As I said, I reckon he should have been fill, fucking filling it with the soup. I reckon that would have oh. gone up just as quickly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh. That Talk part about they, swill. Yeah, that part where they cut back to that shot, it was like, yeah, we know why that, that lady walked in front of in the bath of the trucks. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, because she yeah. just lost her husband. He'd offered her. <laughs> yeah. What do we, we got to eat around here? Soup? Why is she uh, run off? I, I offered her some soup and she left. <laughs> I mean, I would I would just be saying, listen, I'll, I'll drink my own urine. <laughs> Thanks. You know you can only do that for a day or two. I'll take my chances. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, after that's done, I'll drink the petrol from the fucking bouncer. Drink <laughs> <laughs> that shit. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That was one of my biggest problems with the whole thing was how many times people just ran out of their, their, their protected area, ran into the path of the trucks, ducked and weaved, and then just got back in there yeah. and was alive and I kept yeah. as I said and to you somebody should have been cleaned up something like tremors is how you're supposed to do it they're, they're trapped they try to make an escape someone dies yep and the rest of the crew knows we can't just run out there yep or we're gonna die yeah that's right but they don't build that they don't build a, a sense of there's mounting 
dread and pressure, you know, we're, we're stuck. Yes. And you have to do that. I agree. And, uh, of course, this uh, movie doesn't. No, not at all. It just, it just kind of meanders around while these guys run back and forth, you know, and play, play fucking chicken with the car. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about characters that, that hang around and do fucking nothing. The old bloke. And we start developing this scene of the two leads start this back and forth about their background and their history and start to develop this connection and whatever. And then she has this scene where she's like, oh, he's really devoted to you and Logan, isn't he? And Busfield's response is, no, he doesn't have long to live. Live is shot. He came here to die. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's keep it light. <laughs> As you said, uh, handing that soup out, it seems like he came here to kill people too. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck, if he came here to die, get a bowl of that in the end. That'll be the end yeah, of it. it'll sort it out. No wonder his fucking liver shot if he tried that shit. <laughs> yeah, what though? Well, I love about that. He, he doesn't even go, yeah, yeah, he does feel good. He does feel for us. He just fucking launches into yeah, He just launches into Oh, the bike's supposed to die. Yeah, he doesn't even say, oh, yeah, he came here to die. But we love him. Like, <laughs> doesn't even say anything like that. And then when he actually does die, he goes, ah, he gave his life for us. And then he moves on to the next <laughs> sentence. <laughs> like, not even a fucking tip of the hat. Not, not even, even a pause. Not even a salute. Nothing from Buzzfield. Like, and that's what I mean. You've got 100 minutes to give us some character. And if that was what you wanted to do is you wanted to build a relationship between the old guy, the old cook, <laughs> I hesitate to call him a cook. I'm going for more than fucking yeah, swill merchant or poisoner. <laughs> the, old, yeah. the old guy that seems to be fucking putting some sort of fucking rocket fuel together on the stove. Yeah, the old moonshiner. <laughs> but they could have had that relationship and built it. Yeah. But they've got so something. many characters to work with. They're trying desperately to cut away to these guys in the hazmat suits and the and the postman getting killed and all that. You're taking away from precious time you needed to showcase to us that Busfield and him had a relationship and the kid had a relationship and when he dies it holds some weight. Yeah. Isn't that script writing? Mm. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Nah, not in this uh, not in this circumstance. <laughs> Well, I mean, I can't blame the filmmakers. They saw Maximum Overtime, so we really don't have to do much to, yeah, to just, please Stephen look, on this. Just turn up and, and be sober when you're there. And <laughs> Stephen's okay. response is, did the check clear? Yeah, it cleared. All right, go ahead, do whatever you like. Yeah. The last thing for me is you add the guy on the cherry picker at like the 80-minute mark. Yeah, why? And he dies... On his own, with no connection to anyone, nobody mentions him. I mean, Busfield doesn't even say, oh, he came out here to die. No. <laughs> he wanted to get electrocuted <laughs> on a cherry picker. You yeah. Know? He's fucking liver shot. Yeah. You know, we, we, he, he doesn't, we don't know this person, so we then get this sequence that takes probably three or four minutes where he dies by getting electrocuted because the cherry picker goes off and has no connection to anyone else. What's the point of it? <sighs> Oh, and the movie's know. 80 minutes old. Yeah. Yeah, why bother with it? Because it wasn't even a laugher like the other ones. <laughs> yeah, true. It was just, yeah. It's just, it was just another kind of additional death, I think, mm. is what they were going for. Uh, you have anything else? No. No. no that was yeah. it. I don't prolong the experience oh, anymore. God. 
Trucks is on Amazon Prime for anyone who wants to yeah, check it out. Go and, so, go and have a look. <laughs> maximum Overdrive's on YouTube. Yep. If you're interested. But that was Trucks and Maximum Overdrive. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes and Spotify. Send us an email, thrillme at iinet.net.au. Facebook page is Thrill Me Podcast Australia. And Podomatic is thrillme.podomatic.com. We're also on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Uh, keep an eye on our Facebook page for further details, but I believe, Jared, I've decided not to ignore you <laughs> on, on this front. We're going to do Upgrade next week, I believe. Ah, right. Correct? Yeah, yes. I'm happy with that. <clears throat> We're going to do Upgrade next week. And then, hold on to your hats, people. We found Best of the Best <laughs> 1 and 2. We talked it up correct. probably 12 months ago how we wanted Best of the Best 1 and 2. We found it. Got them. So... Hold on to you, hold on to yourself, because that'll be an episode coming straight after upgrade. Cannot wait. I cannot wait either. I mean, I haven't seen them for years. No, same. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net. Dot .au